Welcome to Outside the Wire Podcast. This is episode one. I, of course, am your host, Michael Farrell. Uh, today, UFC 226 um, happened last night. It was absolutely nuts. Um, the big story, DC knocked out Stipe Miocic. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. Max Holloway was out due to a concussion. Brian Ortega turned down a fight. Um, Showtime Pettis. There was so much that went on. Uh, UFC 226-wise. For me, um, this is one of the more stacked cards that I've ever seen. Um, I absolutely had a ball with it. I didn't get to watch all of it. I came home from work a little bit late. Um, so I caught the main event. I caught some of the fucking abortion that was Nganu versus uh, Derek Lewis. Both of those guys suck. Uh, they have the potential to be these heavy hitters and... We're going to do this and we're going to do that. And it just was absolute crap. That's the only way to put it. Um, I'm not thrilled about that performance as neither was Dana White and he said so. Neither was Derek Lewis and he said so to his credit. It just sucked. It was absolutely awful. But, you know, when you get two big heavyweight punchers in there sometimes, they suck. They don't have the technique. They have a lot of power. Francis Ngannou uh, built a name and then apparently got super cocky and just didn't didn't follow up on it. That's what happens when you don't train. You just get a couple of knockouts under your belt and decide that you want to ride that wave. Unfortunately, it turned into one of the shittiest fights in UFC history. Heavyweight or no heavyweight, that shit was horrible. Okay, so... The first thing that happened before even 226 happened was Max Holloway uh, had to be pulled by his team, not the UFC, not Nevada State Athletic Commission, not anybody. He was pulled for what were concussion-like symptoms. That sucks. I've had more than one concussion in my life, and um, they're not a fun thing to deal with. They don't present themselves the same way every single time so you don't know if it's a concussion did he get a stinger what is he dealing with we gotta pull him but i think both max and his team did the absolute right thing this time and pulled pulled him out of the fight you know you gotta live to fight another day the guy is incredible absolutely incredible and i think the ufc knows that I think Max Holloway absolutely knows that, and I think his team knows that. So what do you do from here? Do you fight quickly? Do you let yourself heal? How do you deal with getting pulled out of one of the biggest fights of the summer with a concussion? It's going to be up to Max Holloway to decide. Um, Hopefully he comes back soon. I mean, you know, you don't want to see a guy hurt and fighting while he's hurt because fighting with a concussion can lead to much worse things so you you want to see him and take the time to recover and relax for a little bit and just become a fighter again so brian ortega kind of suffered because of it you know this is probably the biggest fight outside of the frankie edgar fight for him and obviously this is pulled away what do you do if you're brian ortega apparently they had a an opponent lined up who was ready to fight brian ortega on a day's notice, and Brian Ortega's management said no. I think it was smart. Business-wise, did it piss Dana White off? Yeah, absolutely. 
And I get that. You want fighters who are willing to fight. But I think Brian Ortega's proved he's willing to fight whenever he needs to fight. I think him taking uh, a, a little bit of time off and saying, okay, I trained really, really hard for Holloway, for Max Holloway, not for this other guy. I need to rest and recoup and relax. It's fine. It hurts his purse. Um, he's not going to be getting paid, obviously. But he needs to recover. You train as hard as Brian Ortega does. You train as hard as the Gracies do. You know, Henner and his family down there. It's going to take a toll on your body. So, I don't... I'm not a fighter. I'm not a UFC guy. I have a lot of interest in it. Um, I used to do jujitsu. I want to get back into that. But... By no means am I a mixed martial artist. So I don't, you know, purport to know what that mindset is or what it takes to conquer in that mindset or train in that mindset or live in that mindset. I I don't know. I have no idea. So, you know, hopefully Ortega gets over whatever he's got going on and him and Dana White kind of figure that shit out. And I'm hoping... They'll move uh, Brian Ortega and Max Holloway to 227 as the main event instead of the co-main event. Another thing that happened, Anthony Showtime Pettis. That dude was losing the last five of his last seven fights. Came back and with a triangle armbar destroyed Michael Chesea. I don't know a whole lot about Michael Chesea. I do know Pettis, obviously, from the, the Showtime finish against Benson Henderson. What I have seen um, of Anthony Showtime Pettis and his little brother Sergio, those guys are monsters and they train like monsters. Well, he came back and he kicked the shit out of Michael Chesea. And it showed you and it proved to himself and it should prove to Dana and the organization that he's still a bad motherfucker. Um, And if you mess with him, then, you know, I'm happy that Showtime's back. I like watching his fights. I think he's entertaining. Um, good on him and good, you know, it's good for the sport when somebody like this comes back. I think it's good for, it's definitely good for me as a fan. I can't speak for anybody else and, and I can't speak for the UFC. I can't speak for anybody else, but it's definitely good for me as a fan to know that, uh, great. We have another person who's going to make fights entertaining. Somebody who's going to make fights fun to watch because there's so many guys out there that are technical fighters and they're great jujitsu or they're this but their fights absolutely fucking suck they get in the big lights and and again i'm not saying that i could get in the octagon and go you know toe-to-toe with any of these fighters or make it exciting that's not me that's not what i'm trying to do um but they're as a fan it's always good to see somebody come back who's an entertaining guy somebody who is willing to do some crazy off the wall shit to make a fight entertaining so that fucking horrible 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 bullshit francis and ganu Derek lewis fight uh for those of you who watch bellator you remember a couple years ago the dada versus kimbo fight this fight was that 2.0 and slower and worse and just altogether just a fucking abortion of a fight. Derek Lewis even got up, you know, I watched a little bit of the post fight press conference and Derek Lewis even said, I don't deserve a title shot. He's the number one contender. I sh- I beat him, but I don't deserve a title shot with a performance like that. And 
Mr. Derek Lewis, I absolutely agree. The performance was fucking nauseating. Like, you guys were being timid around each other. You're supposed to have these these fucking bombs for hands. And they, you guys just held on to them. And it, would, it looked like dog shit. Um, and again, I don't mean to call somebody out for... I'm not a fighter. I'm not trying to fight. I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody. But... Come the fuck on, man. If this is what you do for a living, take some goddamn pride in your work. It's like they didn't give a shit. And they got fucking thousands of dollars to not give a shit. I think Dana White was disgusted. I know Derek Lewis was disgusted, which I'll give him the credit for. Um, saying, like, listen, I this sucked. But uh, the fans were, I know that being a fan, I know the fans were absolutely fucking horrible. It, it just was... Ugh, God. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's that fucking garbage. Absolute goddamn garbage. Okay, so main event time. Daniel Cormier, Stipe Miocic. I've been talking about this with guys at work all fucking week. Who's a better heavyweight, DC or Stipe? DC's 13-0 at, at heavyweight, but Stipe's... Uh, an active heavyweight. Daniel Cormier hasn't fought heavyweight for five or six years or some shit like that. Um, Stipe's a firefighter. His conditioning is probably better. But Stipe's never wrestled anybody like Daniel Cormier, who has more power. Daniel Cormier hasn't been knocking people out lately. Stipe, all he does see is seem to knock people the fuck out. So... Who's going to be the better heavyweight? Who's going to be slower? Who's going to be bigger? Who's going to be... All these questions that came up. And I watched the first round of the fight. And it looked like Stipe was going to whoop Daniel Cormier's ass. Until he caught DC with that first good punch. And DC looked at him like, that's it? Okay, I can do this. Uh, Daniel Cormier took that punch and walked Stipe down and got him in the clinch and they both started dirty boxing with each other and smacking each other in the mouth and leg kicks and there was an exchange where uh, Miocic had uh, DC on the end of, um, he had pushed him down and it wasn't really a takedown but he he won that, that scramble and DC got up, like shook it off, it was nothing Hit uh, Miocic with a leg kick. And then started getting his distance. There was one point. Uh, there's a couple points actually. Where the ref had to admonish DC. And say hey you're poking him in the eye. Close your hands. Close your hands. Well I hate to be the one to, to bring it up. But we all know who does that bullshit. That's a John Jones move. DC's fought him twice. So he was judging his distance. If you're going to give that bullshit excuse to John Jones, I'm going to give it to DC, who I think is overall, pound for pound, a better fighter than John Jones. So, he was judging his distance. But there was a couple of times that he did get admonished by the ref. Um, so then, they went to clinch, and I think Stipe hit him a couple of times in the clinch. Daniel Cormier broke the clinch, and Stipe lowered his hands coming out of the clinch, and bang! Stipe got caught. With a right hand. And as soon as he hit the ground. Credit to DC. DC jumped on his ass. And two punches. Two fucking punches. Stipe was done. Herb Dean. 
my man, the referee, the only referee who seems to be consistent in his in his stops, um, came in and separated DC and took you know took that away from Stipe. Um, I will give it to Stipe though. After every interview that I've said or seen, every interview that I've heard. It's all been no excuses. DC was a better a better fighter than me tonight. He caught me with a right punch. He had a lot of power behind that punch. Um, so no excuses. DC was the better man. Hats off to DC. So for me, that shows you the kind of fighter and the kind of man that Stipe Miocic is. To take an ass whooping like that. To take maybe what was a lucky shot. But to take getting knocked out and come back and hats off to the guy. Shows you what kind of person he is. And even DC said, you know, he didn't need to go over there and hug him and give him this big fucking pep talk. Stipe Miocic is a goddamn champion. Stipe Miocic is a goddamn firefighter who knows sometimes days suck. And sometimes, no matter what kind of work you put in, you're going to get your fucking ass kicked. Sometimes it's just not your day. Um, Stipe realized that. And... You know, it is what it is. I think Stipe will come back. I don't know if he can beat DC. I think DC is the better fighter overall. But uh, we'll see. And then, of course, after that, Joe Rogan has publicly said he, he doesn't like interviewing people who get knocked out. So there's no Stipe commentary, which is admirable and respectable. I get that. Um so he interviews DC, and DC, of course, almost a year to the date before this, DC was in the cage crying and upset about losing and, you know, typical emotions. But DC and, and Joe, you know, are happy and hugging each other, and it's just, it's a good moment for for MMA. Um, and DC takes the mic, and he fucking called out Brock Lesnar's big old savage ass. And Brock Lesnar gets into the cage and proceeds to shove the shit out of DC. Like two or three feet back to where I was like, oh my fucking God. DC is was standing at 248 and Brock Lesnar pushed him like he was my fucking son. Holy shit. Brock isn't as as tall as Stipe was, so he won't have that height advantage that, that Stipe did over DC. But that motherfucker is built like a brick shithouse. Oh my god. Um, the But the one thing, you know, Brock came in there talking a whole bunch of shit about Nganu's a piece of shit and Stipe is a piece of shit. Nganu I can go with. That, sh- that fucking performance was trash. Stipe... It was just a bad night. But it's Brock Lesnar. He's used to being the bad guy. Let him be the bad guy. Fuck it. He enjoys being the bad guy. I do really want to see this goddamn fight. I think this fight is going to be absolutely fucking nuts. DC is a wrestler. Brock Lesnar is a wrestler. NCAA champions, both of them. DC is an Olympian. Brock is not. So... We'll see. I think DC, in this case, has the better stand-up. And I don't know if Brock can wrestle anymore like he used to. We'll see. This fight is fucking intriguing. 
intriguing. And the fact that Brock has goddamn cinder blocks for hands. That dude is... He's almost retarded how big his hands are. Um, so, we'll see. You know, Dana White has said that this is the next fight, but... Brock has to go six months or a year for, for the USADA testing pool. He has to deal with all that bullshit first. Um, hopefully he's off the juice. We'll see. Um, you can't see me, but I'm, you know, rolling my eyes here. Uh, we'll see. I think DC should only have two more fights. He said it himself. Brock Lesnar and John Jones. And if DC beats John Jones, I think that absolutely cements him as the greatest of all time. The other two fights with John Jones both have asterisks next to them. Next to them. So if he beats John Jones clean, all these haters who are talking so much shit about DC can eat a dick and realize that I think Daniel Cormier could be the, the greatest pound-for-pound pound fighter of all time. You've got Randy Couture. You've got a Conor McGregor. You've got Johnny Bones Jones. But DC is 14-0 at heavyweight. And not against scrubs like Roy Nelson, like Bigfoot Silva, Frank Mir, Josh Barnett. Like, these are named heavyweights. These guys are fucking uh, huge heavyweights. And DC kicked the shit out of all of them. And then went down to 205 and kicked the shit out of that entire division minus John Jones. He handed fucking Gustafson his ass twice. I think it's twice. I'm not sure. But he handed Gustafson his ass. He treated that dude like a goddamn ragdoll. And then Ovechkin came in. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 all this hype about this new kid coming up. And he sucked. DC felt his power, got his timing, and kicked the shit out of him. The one challenge that DC had outside of John Jones that I thought was really a contender was Anthony Rumble Johnson. And DC made him look like a fucking little girl. I mean, manhandled Anthony Johnson. If you disagree with me, go back and watch those two fights. DC destroyed Anthony Rumble Johnson. Without a question. Um, so, if the John Jones trilogy ever happens, DC wins. I think he absolutely makes a case for greatest of all time. If not greatest, then top two. Um, I don't know who would be considered better than him. So... We'll see. You know, Brock Lesnar, when DC called out Brock Lesnar, he came into the to the octagon and said, Stipe was shit and Ganu was shit. DC, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. He almost said it exactly like that. A little ghetto in his voice, which is funny. Um, that fight's intriguing, man. In fucking intriguing. I am waiting for Johnny Bones Jones to get out of his suspension, waiting to see what happens with Connor, waiting for Lesnar to get done with his suspension. I think once all those things happen, there is an intriguing future for the UFC. Not that it was shit before, 
but now you're you're about to get all of your major stars back. Shit's gonna happen, and it's gonna be kind of nice. Um, one of one things that I one thing that I did take away from last night, um, in a in an interview with Megan O'Leary, Dana White said if DC was his champ for the rest of his career, he'd be absolutely fine with that. Have no objections. That's a huge compliment coming from Dana White. I mean, Dana White is not scared to talk shit to anybody. Ariel Hawani, Tito Ortiz, Conor McGregor, Brian Ortiz. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Dana White will call you a bitch if he thinks you're being a bitch. Which is one of the things that I love about Dana White. So for him to say that about... um. DC is fantastic. And we should also touch on, too, the UFC Hall of Fame just happened. Ronda Rousey, Matt Serra. Those are the only two I gave a shit about. I mean, Ronda Rousey had an absolute horrible ending to her career. They put her in fights she wasn't ready for. Holly Holm exposed her striking. Um, exposed the fact that Edmund Tarverdian, or however you say his name, is a fucking joke. And then Travis Brown did the same thing. Uh, but Ronda Rousey pioneered the women's division. I mean, changed Dana White's mind. Dana White, who had said there will never be a woman in the UFC. And then a little over a year and a half later, Ronda Rousey's the biggest goddamn star in the world. People talking about she could have beat men. Think about that. This woman, who's 135 pounds, people were saying she could whoop the asses of men. That's a whole different level of comparison. Is it over hype? Joe Rogan has said since that it is. Dana White has said since that it is. Um, I don't know. I think she's a pioneer and she's a legend and she absolutely deserves the Hall of Fame. I don't know if she was as great as we thought, because there just wasn't the competition. And then now Amanda Nunes and Holly Holm and Cyborg and all these people are coming up that are making Ronda Rousey look like an amateur. Rousey didn't take that fight with Cyborg, not because of steroids, because Ronda Rousey didn't have a fucking chance against Cyborg. And everybody slept on Holly Holm, and Holly Holm knocked her the fuck out. But you cannot debate what Ronda Rousey did for the sport, for women in the sport. Um, She changed the game, and she's an absolute legend and absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, And I think it's dope that so soon after she left that they're giving it to her. Matt Serra is another one. I mean, this guy is, his jiu-jitsu is on a whole nother level. Like, I watched Matt Serra on looking for a fight or just clips on YouTube. And I'm like, God damn, I fanboy out a little bit because I like jujitsu. Sarah's trained with and beaten some of the best. I mean, he beat GSP and Matt Hughes. You have to be a bad, bad motherfucker to do that. And he did it. So... This, I mean, this dude is nuts. Um, he absolutely deserves the Hall of Fame, too. There were more people, I think, that went into it, but I, the only two that I really cared about was Matt Serra and Ronda Rousey. 
Um, I'm glad Ronda has moved into the WWE. I think it suits her. I think her fighting days are over. She shouldn't be allowed to go back to the UFC. But what do I know? I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm glad that Ronda has found um, peace. I'm glad she's moved on. Uh, Matt is a nut job. And I love his podcast. Um, And I love everything that he does. And looking for a fight with Dana White. And it's all amazing. I love that guy. So, I'm happy for those two. Um, it is my one of my favorite things in the world, the UFC. Um, am I critical of it? Yes, absolutely. Do I love watching people get in there and kick the shit out of each other, though? Absolutely. I am a typical red-blooded man. Um, overall, UFC 226, I think, did a really good job. I didn't get to watch the undercard. I'm a little upset that Uriah Hall lost, but apparently it was a really good, a really good fight. Um, I hope that uh, I hope that Uriah can can come back. He's a really good dude, from what I've seen. He just Dana White has been on record multiple times saying he doesn't have the fighter's heart. He doesn't have the spirit of a fighter. He's too nice of a guy. He's this. He's that. We'll see. Personally, I think. He, his knock his knockouts are oh my christ when he finishes people it's scary it's fucking nutballs um so we'll see um like i said 226 i think was a fantastic fantastic pay-per-view overall could have been better um if holloway hadn't have fallen victim to a concussion it would have been a much much better show but i don't think that it is um not worth checking out. I think you should absolutely check it out. Um, but for episode one, that's it. You can follow me on Twitter on the OTW podcast. That's T H E O T W podcast. Um, I'll be having developing probably a web page here soon, or you can go to outside the wire podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email there. Um, And uh, that's it for this week.